today I get the awesome pleasure of um, teaching on Christopher Robin. Now, before we dive into the sermon, um, let's start out with prayer. Father, I thank you for the fact that you have declared victory. I thank you for the fact that um, everything that is meant to be for evil, you turn it around and you make it good. Father, I pray that the words that come out of my mouth will not be my own, but will be yours, God. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to fellowship and community today. God, I thank you for the fact that you are good and the fact that even in our weakest moments, you use us and that even if we don't see you working, you're working. So God, I, I hand you over this sermon. I hand my tired, sick body over to you and I ask, Father, that you would let me be your vessel. In your name I pray, amen. All right, so like I said, Christopher Robin, I don't know if you guys have seen it. If you haven't, it's on Netflix. It is a beautiful movie. It's actually, I've watched it like four times in preparation for the sermon, and I like it more and more every time I watch it. But if you haven't seen it, the opening scene is the Hundred Acre Woods, and it's Pooh, Tigger, Rabbit, Owl, the whole gang's there, and they're waiting for Christopher, Christopher Robin to arrive for a tea party. Now, you might observe that I have set up a tea party because I thought, what better way to make this fun and interactive than to watch our teens and our uh, school-aged kids have a tea party while I preach. Now, I know it might be a little distracting, but it's fun. That's the point. The point of today is to be in fellowship with one another. The point of today is to not think about what the week holds, but, but to, to spend some time in the moment and being together. So our kids are going to model that for us. So if you are a teenager, if you are in grades 6 through 12th, I need you to come up. And if you are in grades K through 5th, you are also welcome to come and sit and enjoy a tea party. There's donuts and muffins and coloring pages. And come on up. <laughs> And as they come up and they sit down and they get to enjoy themselves, we get to watch them enjoy life. And Scooby apparently is also joining the table. <laughs> See, when we meet Christopher Robin, he's a little boy. He's coming to the 100 Acre Wood for the last time. He's, he's coming because he knows that his life is about to change. He knows that he is now leaving behind this world of nothingness and joy and everything, and he's about to enter a word, world filled with pressures and a world that is filled with um, expectations. He no longer just gets to do nothing. You guys can eat. There's donuts and muffins, and if you need water, there's two, there are many able-bodied teenagers who can get up and get some. But the thing is, he has this conversation with Pooh in his last moments in the Hundred Acre Wood where he says that his favorite thing to do is nothing. But he knows that he's about to not be able to do nothing anymore. And so here we are. We're going to see as Christopher Robin goes 
from being able to doing nothing to having to do a lot of things. Christopher Robin! Now concentrate!
watched Christopher Robin going from being this little boy who loved to do nothing to a man who was so consumed with the expectation to provide and perform and fit into what society tells him his role is, that he's missing opportunities to dance with his daughter and his wife. See, Christopher Robin, he went off to boarding school, and it was the same boarding school his father went off to, and it was this boarding school that, that instilled in him that it was all about working. You are working towards something. Now, let me preface with this for my whole sermon. I'm not saying to, like, go and quit your jobs and, like, do nothing. That's not what I'm saying, okay? All right? I don't want that to come back on me. But what I am saying is there has to be a balance. Our culture teaches us to constantly be looking to what's next. What are you doing tomorrow? What are you doing next week? What is your five-year plan? We're constantly looking to what's next. We're, we're in jobs that we know whether it's a dead-end job or it's a job that's going to propel us forward into our future. We're back in school so that we can go get a better job, right? We're always focusing on what's next. But what if, instead of constantly focusing on what's next, we focused on what's happening now? Because I don't know about you, but this week, through this sermon prep, I realized how many moments I'm letting pass me by because I'm so consumed with everything that I have to do. You see, Christopher Robin missed out on opportunities because he had to do things. There was no freedom. But what happened was he got so overwhelmed with everything that was expected of him. He was at a job that expected things of him. He was about to go on vacation with his family, and his boss comes in and says, hey, I need you to work through the weekend. Now, thankfully, that has never happened to me because I have awesome bosses. But it might have happened to some of you. And you're torn, right? You're torn between your family and your job. And for Christopher Robin, his wife knew exactly what was going to happen to the point where he did, she didn't even pack him a bag. She knew he wasn't going to come. His job was all-consuming. And that is when he meets Pooh Bear. Winnie the Pooh, this Pooh, this, this bear that had been with him since a child and he hadn't seen in a really long time, all of a sudden finds himself in the big city. Now, I gotta be real, it's a movie, so I understand, but if a bear started talking to me when I was sitting on a bench, I would have thought I lost my mind. And here he is, and he's got Winnie the Pooh who has come in at the worst possible moment. Has any of you had a moment in life where you're so focused on what you're, like, you're so driven? Like, here you are. Like, your expectation is like, I have to get somewhere. I am moving towards something. I mean, that was me this week. I had a to-do list, like, a mile long. And um, I had a lot to get done on Tuesday, specifically. And, and Jacob was like, hey, let's just go grab lunch. And I was like, I don't have time for lunch. I can't grab lunch. That's where Christopher Robin is. He can't stop. He has to do what his boss has asked of him. But then Pooh shows up, and he 
misses, he mess, messes up Christopher Robin's plans. He messes up the fact that Christopher Robin's plan for the entire weekend was just to work. But now he has this bear that he has to take home. Sometimes in the midst of us being worried and anxiety-filled and work-driven, things happen that mess up our plan. Sometimes a Pooh Bear shows up and we have to take them back. And so Christopher Robin goes back to the Hundred Acre Woods. And even though all the whole while Pooh is trying to get him to relax, to just chill, Christopher Robin is still consumed with work. And it's going inside of him so much that we're, this is where we're going to meet him. He's so overwhelmed with work. He's so overwhelmed with the expectations of life, not just of work, but to be a good father, to be a good husband, all of these things. And he's a, he's a, a ticking time bomb waiting to erupt. And then Pooh makes a mistake, and that eruption happens. Since I started following these footsteps. Pooh, there are footsteps. Oh, we've just been going round in a great big circle. What's the matter with you? All you had to do was follow the compass. No, but it led us to the heffalumps and the woozles. There are no heffalumps and woozles, do you hear? Oh, I should never have trusted you with it. I'm sorry. I'll put it back in the holder of important things. Oh, my papers! No, they're irreplaceable. I shall never remember all this. Oh, Pooh, you're right. You are a bear of very little brain. Do you know what'll happen if I lose one single sheet of this? Winslow will eat me for breakfast. A woozle will eat you for breakfast? Yes. A great big woozle will gobble me up. Well, that doesn't sound like fun. But that's the real world for you. Oh, Pooh, there's more to life than just balloons and honey. Are you sure? Silly bear. I don't know why you came back. I'm not a child anymore. I'm an, an adult with adult responsibilities. But you're Christopher Robin. No, not how you remember me. I'm sorry. You're right. You should let me go for a fish in the sea. A fish in the sea? No, efficiency. Pooh? Pooh? Winnie the Pooh? I haven't got time for this. Pooh! Pooh, where are you? Oh, where have you gone, you silly bear? I didn't mean to frighten you. Pooh! Tigger! Eeyore, anyone? No such things as lumps and woozles. Ooh, not real, not real, not real! Real. Ooh, not real.
seen you laugh. Stay for what it will stay. Dreams don't come for free. One day you're going to crack. Nothing. You need to ask yourself a question. Am I a swimmer or am I a sinker? Sinker. Sometimes the thing to do is nothing. Christopher Robin is, he quite literally was drowning in his own worries and anxieties. And I think that it, I saw that clip and I was like, I feel like that's our culture. Like, we're so worried and, and, and anxiety ridden that there can't be any time to just pause. For Christopher Robin, like he, he says like, I'm not a child anymore, Pooh, I'm an adult. I have adult responsibilities. We all have adult responsibilities, I get it. But, What would it be if we all were having a tea party? Don't, don't lie to me. I know you're a little jealous. <laughs> but let's open our scripture. Today we're going to be in Matthew 6, verse 25 through 34. And it says, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink nor about your body, what will you put on? Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither soil nor reap, sow nor reap, nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the, clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows what you need, that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. 
I was thinking about the pressures that Christopher Robin felt. And I realized in, my, in, in processing all of these things is that at the root of anxiety and worry is pressure. If we're like, because there has to be a reason for us to have anxiety and worry, right? So for, for Jesus, he's talking to the Jews. And, and before this passage, he had been talking about treasure. He'd been talking about their possessions. And they had been consumed with their possessions. They were consumed with what they had. And so Jesus is, is, is talking about this whole idea of your, your possessions are not what you have on earth, but they are what you have in heaven. And then he goes in to say, don't you see that God clothes like the grass and he provides for the birds? So if, if he provides for, for nature, why would he not provide for you? He created you in his image. And so he's, he's telling not just the disciples, but the Jews that they don't have to worry. And Jesus is, is completely aware of the fact that in the first century for Jews, like, it was hard at times to get the clothes and the food that you ate. Like, it wasn't easy for them to obtain these things. So he's not disregarding that. And I'm not disregarding the fact that Christopher Robin had responsibilities. And I'm not disregarding the fact that we ourselves have responsibilities. But what I'm saying, like what, I'm, what Jesus is saying, like we don't have to worry about that. He's going back. He's, he's even like bringing up the, the food because verses above in verse 11, he, in the Lord's Prayer, he says to ask. He tells the Jewish people, ask for your daily bread. And so he's re-referencing that, re-referencing that. This week, not even this week, this morning, I was, I was Christopher Robin in a puddle of being filled up. Very much of feeling like I was drowning being super, super overwhelmed by expectations. Because to be honest, it's my flesh. Scooby came up last week and she killed it. She preached an amazing sermon. And I was like, I choose not to be the person to follow that. <laughs> but Matt and Jamel chose me to follow that. And I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna follow that. But that's my flesh. That's the anxiety and the worry and the pressure and putting that on me and not saying, God, I give it to you and I trust that the words that you have for this congregation is going to be what they need in this moment. What they heard last week was what needed to be said last week. What they hear this week is what needs to be said this week and next week is the same. It's not about me. What would, what would happen if we got out of the way? Yeah, like he's, he's telling the disciples. Get out of the way. Watch God provide for you. You don't need to worry. You don't need to be anxious. All you need to do is seek the kingdom of God. That's it. And everything else is for you. Don't worry about what you put on your body. Guys, I have literally my entire closet on the floor of my room. 
because of how many times I changed my outfit this morning. I'm not kidding you. Because I was thinking, I'm a pastor. I have to look presentable. I'm preaching. You know what I wanted to wear? Overalls. I wanted to wear overalls. Should have worn my overalls. But I wanted, but I, but I was worried. I was worried about what would that communicate to people? How would they view me if at 27 years old I stood up here in overalls? Thank you. Next week I'm wearing my overalls. <laughs> but really, like, every moment of this week, like I was walking downstairs after changing my clothes for like the fifth time and I literally heard the verse say, and why are you anxious about clothing? And I was like, okay, fine. I'm wearing the outfit I have on, not changing again. Guys, I've been so anxious all week. I've felt the war, like, it's like this pressure. And the thing is, is I was taking on a pressure that wasn't for me. There is a pressure in this room that isn't for us. Our job is to seek the kingdom of God. Our job is to love the people outside of these doors. Our job is to love our city, to love our community. Our job is not to literally change everything. Our job is to plant seeds and watch the Holy Spirit work. So get out of the way. I had one of my awesome youth leaders who used to be one of my awesome students pray over me before I get up, got up here, and she looked at me and she said, I don't know what it is, but something is going on inside of you. I was like, yeah, I'm in my head because I feel all this pressure to do an amazing job. I'm literally talking about not being anxious and worried, and I'm worried and anxious about doing a good job. <laughs> it's ridiculous because you guys are my family. And even if I came up here and bombed it, you'd still love me. appreciate it. <laughs> but, the, but the bottom line is, is that we're so, Christopher Robin was so worried about being a good dad, about being a good employee, about being a good husband, that he was missing. He wasn't actually doing any of those things. He was missing it. He was watching life pass him by. And then you have on the flip side his wife, Evelyn, who when he went off to war, as many women during that time did, they became the breadwinners. They became both mom and dad. And I know there are people in this room who serve as both mom and dad. And that's a lot of pressure. But you see, I think what we can learn from Evelyn is that even though there was pressure on her shoulders, she was still present in the moment. She still took the time to dance with her daughter. She still took the time to go on vacation. She still took the time to bake her kid a birthday cake and put candles on it. And I'm not saying that you guys don't do that. I promise you, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that if I've learned anything in the last 24 hours is I don't do it well. Jesus. 
Jesus is asking the Jewish people to trust that God would provide for their every need. Jesus is asking the Jewish people to see that they were created in the image of God, and because of that, they don't need to worry about anything because God provides for the grass. Like he, he intentionally compares and uses the lilies of the fields and the birds of the air and the grass to show, like, and he says, are you not like, more worthy than they? So if he provides for all of that, why would he then not provide for you? But the verse that I really want to focus on is verse 34 that says, Therefore, do not be anxious for tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. It's fairly straightforward. Today has enough to worry about. So why worry about what tomorrow is going to bring? Today, as I've shared, has definitely had its eno enough troubles. Like, I'm good. It's 11.15 and I'm good. <laughs> we all have pressures and expectations of us. We all have those things happening around us. And I, I get that. And there are, there are pressures that you all feel that I don't feel because I don't sit in your shoes. I'm not, I'm not living in your life. So it's easy for me to come up here and say like, hey guys, don't worry. Like Jesus is just telling us, don't worry. Everything will provi be provided. But I gotta be real, if I were sitting in your chairs, I'd be thinking that's really great to say, but you don't know my life. And you don't know what I have going on. And you're right, I don't. But what I do know is that you guys were created in the image of God, and if God provided for the birds, if he provides for the birds and the trees and everything around us, then he's going to provide for you. And he might not provide everything that you want, but he's going to provide everything that you need. And it might not be how you want it to happen, and it might not be how you expect it to happen, but it's going to happen. And it might not be by just your, you doing something, but it might be you saying, I need help and this family helping you. Because God gives us what we need. He provides our daily bread. We don't have to worry about what tomorrow holds because today has enough. We... Real, real practical of how of how we can live this out, how we can implement this in our life is through prayer. I've literally been praying all morning. And, um, and it's not just about asking God 
to take over or to take my anxiety away. It's about thanking God for the victory that's already been declared. Today, we get to have a tea party. Today, we get to sit and be in fellowship with one another. And I've been going back and forth about how I was going to close out service and how I was going to, how, how we were going to come to the end of like, you know, normally we have people that pray. But what I feel is that there are people at your table and they're our family. They're your family. And there are people at other tables. But if you need prayer for anything, feel free to ask someone at your table. You can come find Matt, Jamel, me, Stephanie, Aaron. You, if, that, if that's what you want to do, by all means. But today, instead of walking out those doors right away, I want you to take a minute and pause. Don't think about the grocery shopping that has to get done. Don't think about the assignments that have to get done. Don't, don't think about what tomorrow brings. Don't think about everything that you have to do in order to get to the next step. Just stop. And have a meal. Let's be in communion with one another. Let's take a moment not to be anxious. Let's be a family and love on one another. Will you pray with me?